Well, hello again, and here we are at the Startup Bromley Library, the startup hub for the Bromley Buzz. And I'm here with the amazing Dazzle, who is? Darren Wheel of Intune PR. And I'm Zenat Narani from Vida de la Mariposa Coaching. Yes, and we have a, a guest with us today who's going to be here for possibly the whole show for all I know. I know, an amazing guest. Yeah, Are we, we going to tell everyone? Are we, yeah. gonna, we do mention him a lot. I wonder if anyone can guess who our secret guest is. Hmm. Yeah, he covers all the angles. That'll be a clue for some people. Yes, he does. He covers a lot of angles. Yes, and at the moment he's very stationary. <laughs> <laughs> right, anyway, Great, to, to, to demystify it, this is uh, Chandra Sharma of Tangent Office Resources, Resources. Uh, also known as the Workwear King, if I remember right. The stationary and Workwear King. Yeah. Don't forget the stationary bit. Yes. Yes, I mean, half of your jerseys, jumpers and... Trousers are occupying people all around Bromley at the moment, aren't they? We hope so. Yeah. And they do a great job. I mean, I've had a few um, branded workwear done as well, and uh, great stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you like them. Lots of local businesses as well in the London Borough of Bromley have as well. Well, we did an episode from um, Chandra's office. We did. Uh, or shop, I should say. On Macmillan Day. On Macmillan Sitting Hansen. on boxes. Yeah, many, how Paper much is, boxes. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> Uh, and surrounded by the workwear. Um, right. How much money is the um, Macmillan Cancer Day you did uh, copying? It was amazing. It raised, uh, raised about £1,100 mm-hmm. altogether. So with online pledges and also the, the money on the day. So it really was amazing. Yeah. yeah. Seventh year running, wasn't it? Mm. Seventh year running. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, really good. And right. uh, helped by the Rotary Club of yes. uh, Chislehurst. They were really good. Yeah, they come up later in this episode again. Uh, they get everywhere. The live um, fruit machine. Mm. The human fruit machine. The human fruit machine. Well, there we, we, go. we donned our silly hats on that day as well, didn't we? We did and indeed. Did our thing. Right, on today's show, we have, apart from Chandra, uh, we have interviews with Louis from the Croft Tea Room in St Mary Cray, uh, a spot of opera, well, not really opera because I didn't get her to sing anything, but Victoria from uh, Chiselhurst, visit Chiselhurst, mm-hmm. and um, a, a tiny little excerpt from Darren Day, who was in a special episode the other day and who's still appearing at Chicago in uh, uh, Churchill Theatre, 22nd to 27th of November. Sounds like a very posh mm. uh, week you've had interviewing. And I'm so gutted I didn't get to make the Darren Day interview. I am a f- real fan of Chicago. I've seen it four times, apart from the Bromley one. That would be fifth if I get to see that one. It was an amazing interview, by the way. Amazing interview. It- yeah, the excerpt we've got is him doing the very dramatic intro line from the show, and uh, he also sang a bit of the song Razzle Dazzle on it, which was uh, really right. Razzle Dazzle. And do you know that came up on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire the other day? Yes, One I of the did. questions I on that. Somebody <laughs> saying, yeah. You've got the answer right as a result. Thank you, John. I mean, what a coincidence. You know, you've got uh, Darren Day, known as Dazzle, and yourself as Dazzle, two Dazzles in a room. I know, we bonded. <laughs> <laughs> you did indeed. So, what, are we going to be looking at the, uh, what made you buzz in Bromley this week then? Uh, we certainly are. Uh, that Darren Day thing certainly did me. That was my first buzz, actually. So, we've mm. covered one already, which brings me, therefore, onto your good self, see. Mine, well, uh, last week, um, and it's great that Chandra's here. So, Chandra and myself from the um, People Skills course, we. Um, started our four-week program with a tech company called Glemnet. Yeah, that is in, amazing. In um, Beckenham. In Beckenham, yeah, near Clockhouse. Clock, near the Clockhouse. You know, we've worked with them before, and we are doing some sales training there, and absolutely loving it. 
really is good. So it's all about the, the mindset, isn't it? The mindset, yeah, around sales and, uh, you know, the fears and phobias of picking up the phone, the rejection, yeah. all those kind of things that we're covering. We all hate uh, rejection, don't we? We all do. But it's a real buzz being able to make a difference and, um, it is very satisfying, isn't it, when you see that and you see people who've got a fear and then you can overcome that fear. So really looking forward to the, the next three weeks. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because you've overcome that fear yourself because you've told us before and other people and you're spelling out history yeah. about starting up a sales role and then not picking up the phone for like a day. <laughs> yes. It was two weeks <laughs> until I realised I wouldn't get anything to eat if I didn't make a phone Yes. Called. Yeah. Yeah, so going from that to actually teaching other people about it, it's quite a journey. I've been there, done it, worn the T-shirt, now print the (laughs) (laughs) T-shirts. Right, what's your next buzz? Well, I went up to a place called Republic, which is a little vision of the future in London. Uh, It's a newly developed place, which is a mix of um, office and residential and... Uh, like retail and, and things of that nature, food uh, and water around Dockland, I think. And uh, they had an event called Work Tech there, mm-hmm. and that's um, the future of work. And that area of things has come into sharp focus in the last couple of years because uh, there was hybrid working, you know, working from home and, yes, and working yes. in the office. It was a bit of a thing before. And then we went into remote working to such a degree that even mm-hmm. Zoom uh, people were t- complaining about Zoom fatigue at one point. Right. Uh, so it was very interesting going up to that event and uh, you know hearing people in the forefront of that thought and the nice thing is uh, a lot of them are British and uh, there's your workspace that was one of them Mm. Uh, they work with a Dutch company um, whose name's escaping me at the moment it might come back later Um, Vicos there we go very quickly in fact (laughs) Uh, and they provide uh, smart lockers into buildings so you can literally book the space in your locker and presumably attached space to actually work at nearby Mm. uh, which makes the offices tremendously flexible and the feedback goes to the FM people facilities managers and all the rest of it and it's uh, very efficient so it's always interesting seeing a little bite into the future Mm. Mm. what the future holds yeah and there's a really lovely lady on the coffee as well go where no man has gone before is that Um, it sorry Well, the biggest buzz, obviously, is being here with you guys. The first time on Bromley Buzz, and also in Startup Bromley, um, which is a great space for a small business. So I always get a buzz coming here and seeing the investment that's been put in and the support that's given to to small businesses. Um, The other buzz, if I might add, uh, was the uh, business continuity support face-to-face meetings, which was just two weeks ago, and the first time after 18 months of seeing people. And actually, uh, what was good was, uh, as Mm -hmm. well as getting some existing people, we had some new people, Mm. people who hadn't been to a physical networking event and who just opened up a business. So it was really good. So people like 
the new gym in mm. Orpington that's opening up. Hitio Gym. Um, and that seems really good. And um, they're very, very engaging and want to engage with the local community. Uh, Mason um, Bromley as well. No idea that Mason existed in Bromley, but she lives in Orpington. And that's the estate agent. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, estate agent. That. So yeah. it was really good to meet people like that. And also to support a local restaurant, uh, D'Angelo's. Um, and they provide excellent service, excellent food. And the place is good, so a real big buzz for me. Hopefully we'll do another one soon. Well, I think, um, Z, you had one that's uh, out of Bromley, didn't you? I have, yes. I've got quite a few buzzes, actually, when I was thinking about my buzzes this week. But my um, buzz out of is I took some time away to go down to Lyme Regis. I've never been down to the coast before. Uh, believe it or not, there's such beautiful places here in the UK mm. um, and we don't take enough time to go down mm. and this was a real buzz for me. One, because Lyme Regis is also very famous for fossils and as you know I am an absolute fossil addict and I loved it um, and it was just so peaceful to go down there, switch off, take in the fresh air, walk along uh, the pebble beaches, the, a bit of the sandy beaches mm. and go fossil hunting and I found a few fossils. Oh, did you? Yes, Have you brought I any did. with you? I haven't got it with me right now, but I've got it at home. And, um, yeah, it was amazing. You've Though, got a couple um, of old fossils sitting with you here. <laughs> Speak for yourself, Mr. Oh, Sharma. Yeah, thank you for beating me to that phrase. <laughs> oh, dear. So, no, um, it was great to do that. Though um, I'm aching all over from walking on the big rocks. Mm-hmm. And then I thought I had a really good balance. And it's a good thing I'm pretty flexible. And I went straight into the splits. Oh. and landed on my bottom. Oh, dear. Um, yes, so that wasn't pleasant. And then I was just covered in their um, cl- black clay because that's what, you know, the resin and all of that, that's what makes the fossils right. great there okay. um, in terms of the um, imprinting and getting them there. So, yes, I was covered in black everywhere. Have but you got it was fossil imprints on your bottom, then? I do. So we've ended up with a black butt buzz. <laughs> black butt buzz. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear, oh dear no it was lovely to get away I, you know unfortunately um i had to come back but on the way i stopped over to see my sister who's in winchester and again that was a beautiful buzz i always love going there during this time christmas time seeing the market and slowly things are starting to open up here as well but i do love the winchester market there it's absolutely beautiful well that actually brings us nicely on to the first interview um because we had the uh Chislehurst uh, Christmas Market on Sunday. Mm. Uh, I went to that, and uh, I, it was a really, really lovely event. There were tons of people of all ages, and there was uh, like little soft toy, um, waist high animals with seats on that um, the little kids could have races on. Oh. Uh, so your giraffes, your tigers, and all the rest yes. of it going there. That that was rather marvellous. Uh, there was a Santa's Grotto with an enormous queue provided by the earlier mentioned Rotary Club of Chiselhurst. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There were a whole bunch of stalls down the street. One of my uh, favourite places in Chiselhurst is Joel's, the Joel's, the uh, coffee shop, okay. uh, which has some rather nice cakes and things in it. And they were oh, out there yes, with a Panettone stall. Petite, aren't they? They mm-hmm. the stall. It's lovely yeah. in there. Very quirky. Yeah. Um, uh, there was also, uh, yeah, a chap from uh, Chiselhurst Golf Club. Uh, and uh, he was a former official there, but apparently they had a 200-year-old tree, I think an elm perhaps, that had uh, come down, and he was selling uh, carvings of it, so right. bowls and um, all sorts of 
um, little things that turned wood um, mm. things like that and uh, half of the money was going to the golf club half of it was going to a charity if I remember rightly mm-hmm. and it was just a lot of sort of community life going on mm. and, and people uh, saying things like oh I haven't seen so many people down here in ages this is a really great event and, and stuff like that you like overhearing that when, when yeah, people aren't absolutely. prompted it's lovely um, isn't it so over to Victoria right here at Chislehurst today we are indeed uh, with Victoria and I'm under a green tent which has written on it Visit Chislehurst. Which you're part of. Yes, indeed. I'm one of the directors. And at the tent you're under today is actually for our Christmas carols. We're at the Visit Chislehurst Christmas Market, um, where we have lots of wonderful stalls selling lots of incredible things. And uh, Santa is here, too, with his sleigh and lots of lovely presents. So, yes, it's a very exciting day. Yeah, I think I've seen a rather large queue for what might be a grotto run by the Rotary Club. It is the grotto run by the Rotary Club, and they've got a fantastic uh, team that have created a beautiful grotto, and uh, Santa's going to be there all day from 11 o'clock to 6 o'clock. So it's a busy, busy d- day for Santa, because obviously he's got Christmas coming, and, um, you know, he really should be in the workshop. <laughs> well, there's... Uh... Uh, and another event in parallel here today as well. I think it's monthly, the uh, Chiswellhurst Farmers Market. That's it, yes. And luckily we've actually been able to combine. So how wonderful that everybody gets to enjoy both both little markets today. And um, lots of fabulous, fabulous um, rides and things for the children, but also little things, you know, that are really special and really important to for, for, for Chiswellhurst. You know, Chiswellhurst is a community not like no other, really. Um, we are very blessed to be... Uh, so, so different and actually as a community I th- feel that we do a lot together we have lots of events at Visit Chislehurst I mean we are putting on uh, Chislehurst Big Picnic was on in August and that was a fantastic event we had a very small budget for that last year but we wanted to give back to the community and give something that was completely free so we had games and lovely bands playing and then everybody bought their picnics to come and enjoy um, so now we have the Christmas market today and this will be a lovely event that we will be doing yearly, actually the Big Picnic too. And then we're looking to do lots of more events over the time to um, enjoy, because actually we, we want to give back to the community. So it's very important to us. Well, this is a big deal. You've managed to close the streets off here. There's an yes. absolute hubbub of people of all ages, lots of dogs around as well. Uh, and uh, yes, lots of stalls all the way down the high street, food, drink. So uh, Christmas trinkets. I have to thank the, the local council for actually helping us make that happen and actually TFL did actually um, not charge us this year for, for closing the road so we're very grateful to them um, and actually we've been working with Lollipop Events who have been incredible um, and they have helped us to do all the difficult bits that we might struggle with. Okay and um, you're an interesting character yourself as one of the directors of this, your volunteers you were telling me just now, yeah, so but you're rather operatic. I, I am, yes, all of, all of our uh, team of uh, volunteers and actually we all give our time uh, as much as we can to to support the local community and to the local businesses because we think it's really important to buy BR7 and and support your high street. Um, I am am operatic, I'm an opera singer, I run an opera company but I also run a performing arts school which is based in Chislehurst so really much, very much involved in the local community and we'll be performing carols today as well so the students will come and sing for everybody and then later on we have a community carols um, which will be everybody that's invited for, uh, alongside churches together so we really are building something together connecting with one another um, you know we've got Rotary Club uh, Chislehurst Society, Chislehurst Commons uh, and Visit Chislehurst who have all come together to make this possible so it really is a community event 
Yeah, well, well done on behalf of Bromley Bus as well. Uh, Thank by you. the way, what's the name of the Performing Arts School? Oh, it's in the Wings Performing Arts. We have a, a lovely group of uh, team to, and we have so much fun together whilst performing because actually everyone needs to enjoy. We haven't had so much performing recently, so we get the opportunity to enjoy it today and actually be out and do some live music. So it's going to be fantastic. So thank you. Do come along and listen to us. Right, and nice. uh, that was uh, rather good to hear. And in fact... Uh, Shame you didn't get to sing, though. That would have been lovely. Just a bit of a... Well, maybe she can come on the show and do that, <laughs> that very thing. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, I've only got one pair of glasses here, so be mindful, please. <laughs> Cheeky. <laughs> survive, survive this particular bit. Yeah, but this is the point. I should have done it earlier, actually, that uh, I'll th- throw in um, the Darren Day bit, the opening <laughs> bit from uh, Chicago, because it's just so good to hear it again. It was... Uh, uh, hair raising listening to it spoken and mm-hmm. as it is I imagine for the goers to the show each week so mm-hmm. now on to Darren Day Welcome ladies and gentlemen you are about to see a story of murder greed corruption violence exploitation adultery and treachery all those things we all hold near and dear to our hearts. Thank you. And now off of Darren Day and on to other topics again. Any more buzzes? Oh my um, gosh, yes. From either of you? I have. Have you got a buzz, Mr. Sharma? I don't think I've got any other buzzes, but I'm looking forward to your buzz. Okay, so my two buzzes, so am I. Um, <laughs> well, the first one is um, Darren Wheel of Intune PR, who also helps me with my PR and marketing, mm-hmm. has got me once again my ad in the R&R Music Magazine. Um, so again, for another couple of months, this will be in there. So thank you very much for that. It's a real buzz to be in such an important, well-spread magazine where they've got famous musicians, bands, rock, folk, country, you name it. Um, and it, yeah, it's great to have my ad in there. So thank you very much for that. That's a real buzz to have that. And I just love the smell of a brand new magazine. What's the free CD on there? It says free CD. Yeah, there it is. Free CD. I like free CD. Unheard, volume 90. Problem is I have to get myself a CD player now. Because now I've got two <laughs> and I still haven't listened to the other one from the last magazine. Hmm. Have, got have one you not got a DVD player? Um, you nope. can play on DVD or CD? No. no? Oh. You'll have to borrow mine. Yes, you are a bit of a dinosaur. <laughs> uh, and going on talking to my about fossils. <laughs> talking about fossils. And my other buzz, can I do my other buzz before we move of on? Of course you can. I was about to interrupt you, but of course that's your job, oh. so carry on. No, you may interrupt no, me. No, no. Yes, okay. go ahead, please do. No, no, this is actually part of um, the alleged script, so uh, okay. what were you going to say? No, my other buzz is I'm really excited because, you know, we're here at the uh, Bromley Library, the business uh, startup hub, yeah. and I'm really excited, along with other coaches, in terms of coaching in different aspects like uh, marketing, business, uh, well-being, all of this. There's a, uh, there are about ten of us coaches, ten aren't there? Coaches, including yeah. yourself, yeah. including yeah. yourself, and and myself, and Darren yeah, as yeah. well. Uh, so three of us already here to be starting up providing um, coaching to entrepreneurs, business people who might be starting up their businesses, might be stuck in their businesses, and providing this support for them. 
yeah. here at the Bromley Library, hopefully. No, it's really amazing. It's um, something that's been funded by the, the, the council, so Bromley Council, so thanks for that. And uh, mm. it's there to support businesses who have signed up for Startup Bromley. So if you haven't, please sign up for Startup Bromley and then uh, you will have access to five coaching sessions with one of the coaches and you can pick your own coach yeah. as well. Or you can have um, five different coaches, one for each session. You can, yeah. Um, and it's a great opportunity. Um, lo- you know, I, I remember when I had started up my business, nothing like this existed. No, sure. Um, and I think this is uh, And this wonderful. is a time when people need it. So they it's do. good to get the support when people need it, uh, particularly at the time and going into a new year as well. Mm. Yeah, no, I'm super excited about this. Well, from the user point of view, it's free. What's not to like? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. As well as these hubs here in Biggin Hill, yeah. Bromley and Orpington. Mm-hmm. Yes, Make the most of the it. libraries. The libraries. Right, right. I'm going to come on to the subject of cake, which I must admit is something which... Oh, is, well, I love cake. I mean, I've, I've been hoping that we might end up like Test Match Special and uh, people bake us cakes each yeah. time. But I don't really want to do that because you'll end up with the world's most enormous presenters. Have you um, had the chocolate brownies? Have you had some chocolate brownies from uh, Leo Jim? Uh, Lauren bakes some amazing chocolate oh, brownies. Oh, yes, she does. And she made them for Macmillan Cancer Day. So... Uh, if you haven't done the chocolate brownies, do them. The I'm not sure that it'll be easy to lift each other after you consume many brownies. <laughs> <laughs> that being the name of the God, this show's full of puns. I love it. <laughs> Metaphors. Right, uh, discipline, discipline. Here we right, go. Something on. I don't normally have. Uh, yes, it is seven years this month of free cakes for kids in Bromley. Okay. Uh, that is a community organisation of volunteer bakers who provide free birthday cakes to local families who find it difficult to provide a cake for their child. And there can be all kinds of reasons for this, from poverty to people who are suffering domestic abuse and are maybe mm-hmm. thrown out of their mm-hmm. homes or left because of um, things. That isn't uncommon. There's lots of children's centres around here, including Blenheim, for example, yeah. um, where that kind of a thing crops up. So this is a great service. It says it's part of a national network of community bakers. Our volunteers bake and deliver birthday cakes to families who are experiencing difficulty providing a cake for their child. Our referrals come from outside agencies such as Orpington Food Bank, Bromley Mencap and Bromley Women's Aid, all from individuals themselves. Our service is free, friendly and confidential. There was a tweet by them the other day uh, with a picture Cake number 586, which goes to show how many they get through, by fabulous baker Alicia, is among us. Themed ringed planet Dizzy symbol, which I don't quite understand, but baked for Cotman Dean's Children's Centre. Wow. The one which really caught my eye is on Instagram and on Twitter as well earlier. Uh, and in fact, I must look up the picture and show you in a bit. But it's uh, a jungle scene cake. Right. And it's got the cutest elephant, lion, and zebra on it. Aww. Aww. You can imagine a child receiving that. I mean, yeah. It's not just cakes, it's not yeah. like going into a supermarket and picking up. Uh, you know, Colin the Caterpillar or um, whatever it is ordinarily off the mm. shelf. Yeah. Much loved Colin the Caterpillar yeah. and Cuthbert and all his yeah. little relatives, by the way. <laughs> but these are bespoke cakes. So they are things that are for kids who aren't feeling special, make them feel yeah. special. So I'm, I'm looking forward to getting them on this show in due course. Now, can I? Sorry, yeah, before the, uh, you go to the next bit, um, mm. I noticed that uh, Christmas lights are on in Orpington. So I guess... Um, you know, uh, the Christmas light switch on isn't as it has been in previous years still because of COVID, but the, the lights are on in Orpington High Street, and I believe um, uh, there was a live broadcast in um, Bromley as well. Yes, I think um, the Panto stars, including Bondi Langford, uh, did the lighting. Yeah. So, yeah, support the uh, the Christmas lights. It's great, isn't it? Um, the trees are up, the lights are up, and uh, 
all around um, uh, the, the borough. So, yeah, I'm going to support them. Yes. Tussie. Happy Christmas, everyone. Merry uh, Christmas. As, as it approaches. Yes. We did jingle bells um, on our um, going out buzz this time uh, last week. We did. Maybe, yeah. maybe we'll do another musical one to something at the end this time, yes. if we can think of one. So that, <laughs> that'll put you two on the spot. Favourite carol. Okay. Um, right. Away in a manger. Mm-hmm. Okay, we can buzz that. All right. I do like Away in a okay. manger. Right. What's Before, yours? Mm. Um... I'll have to think about that. I've got loads. I love Christmas carols. Um, I absolutely love Christmas carols. Oh, King Colin. No. We three kings. Oh, McDonald. We three kings. That's it. I like um, Oh Little Town of Bethlehem. Oh, yeah. that's beautiful. Oh, that's beautiful as well. Okay, too early for a buzz out. <laughs> no, but that was very nice to hear anyway. Uh, yes, we do, as Chandra will have picked up as one of our more assiduous listeners, mm-hmm. a weekly affirmation, um, something to pick people up and to think about. And uh, Zenat provides these, being a mental health and well-being coach. So off you go, yes. Zenat. Right, so today, um, to provoke your thoughts and empower yourself, my question is, what has been your greatest achievement and what were your drivers to get you there? And I think it's always important to look at our drivers and motivations when we look at our achievements, because often we forget, because when we are faced with other challenges in life, we forget that there are things in our past that we've done Mm -hmm. that actually can support us right here, right now, to move forward over other things and to achieve even more. Yes, and that's largely a matter of mindset, isn't it? I know one of mine, I managed to interview for music journalism, Dan Aykroyd of Ghostbusters and the Blues Brothers, and that was definitely a mindset thing, because Mm -hmm. um, I thought outside the box, I got refused twice, because I was doing it on behalf of magazines, Mm -hmm. Um, but I finally got him, and he was was really very nice, and that's definitely a highlight of my life. Mm -hmm. Uh, Either of you putting you on the spot, got anything from that? No, I I loved your tea chest, by the way, the other day that I saw. Um, <laughs> <laughs> talk about your tea chest, it was really good. Yes, I have a, a blues uh, history exhibition which uh, hasn't been announced as going into um, two places next year, one of which I can't name, but the other one I can do, and that's the Music Museum in Brentford. Yeah. And one of the more entertaining pieces is literally a decades-old tea chest with a round hole sawn in it and yeah. a broom handle tied to it and a piece of string, which during the era of skiffle music was a very popular instrument for making drum sounds, or sorry, bass sounds on, I should mm. say. Uh, so people like Nonny Donegan would have had it in their band back in those days, and Chandra had a little plucker at the weekend, yeah. and we were not making much of a sound on it, I, I fear. <laughs> um, yes, well, we, we, before we got on to the affirmation, we were talking cakes and free cakes in we Bromley. Were. And, and uh, there's I another liked, interview you did, isn't that's there? That's right. I popped into the Croft Tea Room, which is a place local to me, up, up the road in St Mary Cray. <laughs> and it is a special little place mm. there. It's got volunteers working there. It's um, just a, a very nice place in that area, uh, part of the community. And they have various events, as you will hear in a bit. Uh, and uh, we had a piece of the orange and chocolate cake, which got taken home afterwards. And my word, that was really delicious. But anyway, <laughs> uh, over to well, Louis. I'm not much of an orange yeah. chocolatey person, but yes. Well, I'm, I had red velvet. I don't know if that's up your street. Oh, yes. Oh, well, there you go then. I'll get you a piece of that next time I'm red in there velvet. if I've got it. But uh, we spoke to Louis, and this is him now. Okay. Well, I'm in the Croft Tea Room in St Mary Cray. 
uh, with the uh, proprietor, Louis. Uh, I really like the Crofty. You remember since I bumped into it, it's a, a really nice, upbeat part of uh, the local community. Uh, Louis, would you like to introduce yourself and what you do here? Yeah, well, obviously, you said um, I'm Louis. Um, I'm the uh, owner and operator of the Crofterium. Um, I've been here for nearly five years, um, took over from uh, people who ran it previously. Um, and yeah, I'm kind of, you know, starting to get into the groove now after quite a long time <laughs> and uh, starting to sort of ingratiate myself with the local community. Um, we are very much a community based um, entity um, and, you know, we put a focus on trying to put back as much as we can all the time, trying to do lots of groups, uh, we do book clubs, we do poetry groups, we do lots of things like that. Um, and we try to kind of have a nice simple menu, um, we get a lot of people in from sort of like local businesses like um, we've got a dentist, doctors across the road, um, we've got a couple of different schools as well, so we get a lot of people in from there. Uh, we do quite a lot of takeaway stuff now, which is, tends to be the norm, um, I think a lot of people um, uh, sort of semi more focused on a lot of takeaway things now so we've kind of moved some of our business into that field as well um, do quite a lot of takeaways for sort of other local businesses and things I, I was looking at your Instagram the other day yes. uh, and enjoying what you were doing for Halloween. Uh, I Halloween saw things. little what looked like pumpkin cakes and yeah. flapjacks gravestones which Yes, yeah, we did we did lots of different things for Halloween this year. Um, really made, tried to make a big uh, event out of it. I think having sort of two years where we haven't really been able to put much emphasis on it because of lockdowns and you know other you know sort of issues around COVID and all these things that have been going on. Um, we wanted to really sort of come back with a bang in terms of uh, Halloween. So yeah, we did a huge selection of different things. As you mentioned, the um, the gravestones they were a big favorite from a few years back so we thought we'd bring them back and then we did the um, pumpkin spiced cupcakes with little pumpkins on uh, the uh, chocolate cupcakes with spiders they were really cool um, and then another, lots of other sort of cupcake ideas as well that got thrown around and we sort of just picked up and ran with it um, and then yeah we did um, we did some little pumpkin sort of like uh, tarts as well sort of yeah, kind of like pumpkin pies in America. We thought we'd kind of like follow that theme on as well and um, did some lovely little pumpkin, mini pumpkin pies. Um, yeah, and then we threw in some of our sort of favourites as well. Rocky Road was in there. Always seems to be something that's very popular. Um, yeah, and then we did a few other cakes that were themed. Uh, we did like a chocolate ganache cake with um, like little ghosts sitting on it. That was really fun. But... Um, yeah, it just kind of gave us an opportunity to really sort of show what we can do and um, do something more exciting, more fun. Well, I'm looking at the uh, cake cabinet here. Christmas has started because there's little <laughs> snowmen on top of new cupcakes. What was in those? Well, um, from the start of October, actually, um, we began our sort of build-up to Christmas. So we've been doing um, a chocolate around like a Christmas chocolate that we've turned into a cake. So we've already done the purple one from Quality Street. Uh, we've done Terry's Chocolate Orange. Uh, we did uh, an after eight cake. So all these different sort of like mm. chocolates that you have at Christmas. And this week we've got, we're actually kind of like 
harking back to a few years ago um, with an old favourite of mine from Quality Street, which used to be the, um, the coffee cream. So these ones that we've got in the cabinet this week are our take on the um, coffee cream from the Quality Street. Um, so it's a chocolate and coffee cupcake um, dipped in chocolate with coffee cream on top. So it's kind of like all the same flavours, all in a little cupcake. And obviously we've got some little Merry Christmas things in there as well to kind of give it a little bit of Christmas, a little bit of Christmas sprinkle. You mentioned Christmas puddings earlier on in Hampers. Yes. So um, we make our own Christmas puddings. Uh, we make them uh, a lot earlier in the year. Uh, we tend to do, um, starting in January, we tend to start making them. Um, yeah, we tend to make them all the way through from January through till uh, about sort of end of February. There's a couple of months of making cup, um, cupcakes, what we're talking about. A um, couple of months of making uh, Christmas puddings. Um, and then we will uh, let them mature for the whole year, um, which means they are limited. <laughs> so get yours while you can. Um, and then during that maturing process, we... Um, we constantly sort of top them up with a bit of booze. So by the end of the year, as you're getting towards Christmas, they, they're very nice and boozy. Um, then we give them about a month of nothing else going on to them and let them like fully mature. Um, yeah, it's um, been a popular thing since I started. We started doing Christmas puddings quite early on when I took over the place and, um, and they've always been popular. Um, and we always include those in our Christmas hampers as well, which we do. Um, we've got three different uh, tiers of Christmas hampers, um, all with lots of our lovely treats in. Uh, we produce some of our own jams and chutneys. Um, they go in there. We also make lovely Christmas biscuits. They go in there. And then we get some other um, suppliers to add bits and bobs to uh, our hampers as well. Um, we do a more basic one, which just has some condiments that we produce in our Christmas puddings. Uh, and then we also do a sort of more decadent one which has got um all lots and lots of different things that's the one that's got the biscuits and all this kind of stuff in there uh, and then we also do one where we throw in a bottle of champagne um which is slightly more expensive but obviously it would be um and then you get all of the uh, the other things and it comes in a lovely um, wicker basket the bigger ones as well so yeah really nice little sort of christmas treat and um we do a decent amount of them um and we've just started advertising them probably a couple of weeks ago now late october um, so yeah, I mean, we, we take orders all the way up until Christmas Eve though. I mean, if someone wanted one the day before Christmas Eve, we'd still take the order, we'd, as long as we've got stock, um, which sometimes we don't. I think last year we sold out second weekend of December. So we had a few people contacting us who <laughs> we said, we literally can't do them because we've run out of Christmas puddings. But um, yeah, but we can, uh, we take orders for them uh, and you can also pop in and have a look uh, by the, end of November we're going to have one out on display in the shop um, because we like to try and make uh, the jams that we put in there as close as we can so it's nice and long dated so we're making the last bits of it now which is the jams and then um, going to do uh, some of the truffles and the um, biscuits that are in there that will just be display um, and might do some of those in the tea room through December so that people can taste the biscuits through the you know, through December and they can say oh we like that so maybe we'll get a hat that's got those in as well so yeah we've got lots of that sort of thing going on we're also doing a few sort of Christmas drinks and uh, Christmas themed uh, afternoon teas as well um, so we're doing our festive afternoon tea um, all through I think it's from 
the whole month from the 25th of November, um, starting next week, uh, all the way through till Christmas. Um, and in that, you get a more sort of festive feel to the afternoon tea. So we do we swap our traditional sandwiches out uh, for some more Christmassy themed sandwiches. So you get a lovely. Um, Lovely turkey bacon and cranberry sandwich in there. I think there's a brie and uh, brie and red currant. Um, yeah, so you, we kind of swap things out for those, and also we obviously put in some of our little Christmas themed cakes, things like that. Um, and the scones that we do on that afternoon tea are white chocolate and cranberry, rather than using traditional fruit. Again, just gives it a little sort of Christmas feel to it. Um, and this year we're also doing some little extras to kind of make it a slightly more savoury afternoon tea if you want that. Um, so we're doing ham hock parcels and uh, hog roast sausage rolls, which are lovely. Um, so you can add those to it and it kind of, you know, bumps it up to almost more like a high tea. So you get a bit of savoury in there as well. Right. How was that? <laughs> <laughs> well, that was rather lovely. Well, I've been coming back for a bit of that. Where can people um, find you in terms of website address? Um, so at the moment, the best place to find us is Facebook. We utilise mm -hmm. that as our main source. Um, we have got a website, but we're using it a bit more like a landing page at the moment. Um, we're in the process, uh, moving into the new year, of actually um, getting a brand new website built. Um, we used one for another business that I run um, and that website came out really nicely so we're going to utilize them uh, and get a new website built but then even then it's going to be more of a landing page to send people to our other social media so if you want to see some lovely pictures of our cakes and things Instagram is a great place to look on uh, we're growing our following on there quite uh, you know regularly we've got new followers coming on all the time um, and then Facebook, uh, Facebook's the, probably the best place. It's one of the places where we put out the most regular advertising. Um, we've got a big following on there. Um, so, yeah, we, there's lots of people sharing our things all the time on there. And, um, and it's the place where you can kind of see the most of what's going on um, furthest ahead of time as well. Um, we're advertising for all of our hampers, as I've already mentioned. Um, on there all the time. Uh, we're also advertising for our festive afternoon teas on there, so you can see lots of pictures of things that we've done years gone by. Um, and then we're also advertising on there for a, um, a Christmas roast, which we're gonna be doing on the 19th, I think, um, of December. Um, so yeah, it's the Sunday just before Christmas. So we're gonna be doing a really lovely three course roast, um, which obviously you can get booked in for. Um, as early as possible I think because that's going quite fast um, and we're going to do various different slots through the day um, yeah for that and that's I think that's already been advertised on there for booking availability so yeah you can see all lots of information and lots of um, lots of lovely pictures if you look through our Instagram and Facebook okay well I'm going to return you to your day job now no because I'm going to have a toasted sandwich <laughs> I've already got the coffee and I'm going to have a slice of that uh, interestingly chocolate covered cake on the right up there which is what chocolate orange Thank you very much. Okay, and we're back and we've got news. And I've, we I've still got my lingering cold, unfortunately. So I'm going to hand it over to my better voiced colleagues to <laughs> read out two halves of something about the Community Green Hub. Yep, so the uh, Community Green Hub. So Bromley News Shopper Online. A Bromley charity is hoping to launch a first-of-a-kind Community Green Hub to promote the principles of sharing um, economy. Oh God, I've lost the economy. Economy. Economic. Economy. 
economic and more sustainable lifestyle. I'm struggling this morning. Uh, the community hub is set to be located in the Glade Shopping Centre and hopes to serve as a blueprint for future hubs. This first locally run green hub aims to support members of the public in discovering, learning, sharing and acting together on climate change. Really, really important topic at the moment. Um, it will house a library of things where people can borrow useful items rather than buying new for every home. It will also host interactive displays, workshops and events, provide a community fridge and offer opportunities for other community organisations to engage with sustainability. Amazing. And Chandra, you might like to continue. Do you want to continue? Yeah, thank you very much. This almost feels like a Good Morning Britain when they're handing <laughs> it over. So, <laughs> so um, I'm not Richard Maidley, but uh, it's Chandra Sharma. Local community members who want to return to the labour market will also be able to carry out work experience at the hub. Greener and Cleaner, GNC, is set to partner with local businesses and community groups to ensure its success. A team of trained volunteers will be on hand to share information on topics from waste disposal and recycling to biodiversity, green finance, reducing consumption, and changing habits. Bromley Mom of Two and uh, GNC founder Parissa Wright was recently invited to speak to an audience at COP26 about the UK Sustainability Hubs project, sharing plans for the Bromley Shopping Centre pilot. Hmm. Parissa said, we've empowered thousands of families in South London to change their habits and become a bit greener often saving them money in the process and often improving their mental and physical health. We believe that our Community Hubs project will simply expand on that. We want to make sure that this is part of a mainstream culture. It is hoped that the Bromley Hub pilot will open in the new year. Amazing, yeah. isn't it? No, excellent. And uh, I think they're going to benefit from a spare sandwich toaster. I've got at home. I'll <laughs> back to their uh, things that they can have and lend out if they'd like it. And I know yeah. that um, uh, the Bromley Rotary Club actually interviewed uh, Paris uh, recently or had um, her speak at one of their clubs and uh, they were just amazed. Christina was telling me all about Paris and I'd love to meet with her. Yes, amazing. Yeah. Yeah, well, we will have her on the, the show in due course. That's going to be happening. Right, uh, I have congratulations to someone here um, because spotted on, on social. social. Mm. Yeah, um, Crystal Palace Park Trust came up. Uh, they put out huge congratulations to our trustee Lindsay Marshall, winner of the Institute of Directors London and South Southwest of England Director of the Year Award for Third and Public Sector. Her tireless energies and expertise in a voluntary capacity richly deserve this award and with it the trust of gratitude. Uh, she said, given this is Crystal Palace's Park Trust's first year of operation, I'm over the moon to be recognised by the IOD for creating a sustainable financial future for the park. And the IOD judges said, Crystal Palace Park's Palace Park Trust clearly um, created a sound operating framework which will pave the way for the future success of the charity. I mean, these things, our parks, our libraries, um, a company called GLL is providing the libraries mm. and the startup mm. um, yep. business space here, yep. that's important. Uh, and when the, all the cuts to public services happened, uh, you're taking a look at libraries and public parks and thinking these places are going to become either empty yeah. or full of litter and hor horrible. And neither thing has really no. quite happened. So some people have been doing some really good things about they that. They have. I mean, um, I think it was uh, just before the lockdown or might have been during the lockdown when we opened up for a bit. They had um, people out in the front actually um, interviewing 
people on the streets, the community, about this library because they wanted to shut the library yeah. and they were um, protesting for that to not close the library down and how important yeah. places like this are and should be valued. Yeah, well, they hosted our podcast from the start alongside mm. uh, the Newman Flexible Workspace where we go quite yep. a lot and various remote yeah. recordings. And now look, we've got this startup Bromley here yep. happening. Mm. Right, so what else have we got here? Uh, we've Life got a bit Orpington. from Life in Orpington. Uh, December edition, I know. I already gave you a preview of something. I'm sorry, a preview of uh, thanks from us people who do the Life in Orpington magazine. Oh, go on, what's in there? Just all of us in hats and Christmassy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Saying Merry it's Christmas. Certainly yourself and Chandra, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> have you played um, Father Christmas anywhere yet, Chandra? No, I haven't played Father Christmas anywhere. No. Oh, there you go. There's a career I think the vacancy has gone this year. So oh, uh, okay. I'll, I'll try next year. So Dazzle, <laughs> met, 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 blah, 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 blah. Dazzle said hello to my father this morning. Oh, Because um, he, he, well, I rang him and uh, he looked very Father Christmassy, didn't he? Absolutely. A red Perfect. hat would have helped, but apart from that, he was there. Yeah, <laughs> completely white. He's got the beard. He's got the mm. beard. Oh, wow. Long beard. About there. Oh, right, okay. And yeah, then, something like Sean Connery during yeah. um, that submarine film. We did right. that kind of level yeah. of beard. Yes. Um, the Hunt for Red October. There we go. Uh, so right. what have we got this on this history page? Well, this was really nice. A, a whole history page uh, about Orpington Hospital. And you went and interviewed a band leader at the Remembrance mm. Day recently. And we had uh, Warrant Officer Mark Kane on from the 106 Royal Artillery as well on mm -hmm. an earlier show. Uh, and that was very eloquent about what remembrance day means to people uh -huh. and so this history page on Orpington Hospital which was founded in 1915 uh, and was called the Ontario Hospital because it served principally yep. Canadian the soldiers Canadians. back yeah, in those absolutely. days. It was just a very well-timed piece of uh, feature uh, in the uh, Life in Orpington magazine. I should also mention that there is currently a prize draw for uh, the equivalent of £500 worth of goods uh, for subscribers to their online newsletter. Uh, so check that out. The magazine is available via uh, Life in Mags, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. uh, but, uh, just look up Life in Orpington, you'll find it. You can read the whole magazine online, uh, it's available for you. I rather like the recipe for the month as well, that was good. Leftover turkey salad with pears and burrata. Who would think there was going to be any leftover turkey? I thought there was going to be a shortage of turkey. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm afraid there's likely to be a shortage of sausage as well. I was talking to... Oh, dear. There's, there's a whole bunch of um, uh, Christmas markety yeah. eatery places on mm. Bromley High Street outside the library yeah. at the moment. And one of them is one of these uh, German sausage places with the bratwurst, the right. brockwurst, the currywurst and all the thing. Mm. Uh, and he was saying they're struggling with their supplies. Oh, really? interesting. We should go and find out in the Bromley High Street right now whether they're struggling with their sausages because they're really nice down there. Mm. All their sausages, I love it. Have their sausages with a glass of uh, mulled wine with a shot of brandy in there. Mm. I like we, the vegetarian we, sausages. Well, we had mulled wine, didn't we? You can have the vegetarian yeah. uh, ones. Richmond vegetarian sausages. Sorry, can I do a plug? Yeah. Richmond are brilliant sausages, aren't they? I'm not very fond of their meat ones, but they are kind of the yeah. traditional um, greasy spoon sausage. Yeah. Uh, but the veg ones aren't bad. Yeah, aren't they, they are very good. Are they? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Cool. We well, went into a bit of silence there of our thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> I know. The last time we did that it was because of remembrance, and now we're doing it because of sausages. I mean, <laughs> gosh, we've got our priorities right, haven't we? <laughs> so, we? what else is on then? Uh, not a lot else is not on, actually, you know, that brings us pretty much to the end of the uh, this week's show. John, yeah. have you got anything you'd like to throw in? 
No, I guess uh, Christmas parties are going to start up soon, aren't they? And um, mm-hmm. uh, there'll be all these Christmas festivities. I know we're sort of meeting up on the, the 10th uh, just for at the Weatherspoons here, aren't we? We are indeed, just, uh, just to get together. Just to get together and have a drink. But there's uh, lots of party invitations already, so looking forward to it. Getting into the buzz of Christmas now. Now that I've seen the lights... Um, You've seen the lights. I've seen the lights. <laughs> and talk of turkeys, even though I don't eat turkey. Really getting to the, uh, the festive spirit now. Well, I would like to pass on commiserations to Joe Good from BBC Radio London. A bit of sad news there. Uh, I've been long admiring and wishing to meet her bulldog, Matilda. Um, But the news came out this morning on uh, Twitter, sorry, Instagram, that um, Matilda is no longer with us. So therefore I'm going to ask after Leo the pug, uh, because you're delightful, well, delightful at least to you, if not your daughter. Yes. How's he doing? Leo's doing very well. Uh, he may need to have a bit of an operation there. Struggling with breathing at the moment. Um, so uh, pugs tend to have very small noses, unlike me. But um, <laughs> so, <laughs> no need to laugh. Uh, but uh, they're very small noses. And they, also he's got a problem with his palate, apparently. And uh, it's going to cost uh, a small arm and a leg. But he also so has I'll probably a try and get his, his arm head and his leg. because he keeps banging his head onto tables. Even though he's such a small little thing. He doesn't yeah. know the difference between the height of a table. Yeah, he's hmm. forgotten that he's grown. He's forgotten oh. that he's and grown. He keeps so. into yeah. well, we, we are having a on loan Labradoodle called Alfie around for Christmas, right. and uh, we are hoping that he wears his jingle bell collar because uh, it's. I think it's got antlers on it, and it, oh, it makes, the, makes the bell noise whenever he moves. If only these pets could talk, mm. what they would be saying to you guys for dressing them up. Well, actually, the other day we did put one of these um, hair bands uh, on uh, Leo with um, all the jingle bells and everything else, and he hated it. (laughs) He absolutely hated it. He couldn't wait to get it off. (laughs) But he looks so cute. I'm sure it goes so you wouldn't like your dog dressing you up like that. I don't mind. I'm going for a laugh. (laughs) There's an an American uh, dog rescue place called uh, Old Friend Senior Dog Sanctuary. Mm. They've got, like, uh, a million or two followers on Facebook and they have some dogs who are real characters on there and the most disgruntled picture I've ever seen on there was a, a bulldog called Rocco who uh, they dressed up in a Darth Vader outfit <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> Mind you, speaking of um, pets and animals you know with Christmas coming up as well I know we do need to buzz out at some point um, otherwise we can talk forever but um, with Christmas coming up uh, it is a time where also people tend to buy a lot of pets for people for Christmas and I think it's also very important just to um, s- remind people that you know pets are for life, and um, if you're going to get a pet, make sure that you're going to care for it, um, because often after Christmas, we find lots of pets on their own, or just stranded. Unfortunately, I got Leo on Christmas Day, so uh, <laughs> I've just gone against your advice. But we still got him four years later, and, and he still, still got seem- him. He still yeah. seems to be happy, and there. there you go. You haven't got rid of him, so, so there yeah. you go. Right then, three-way buzz out away the manger. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 